Hey. Hola. No. <laughs> we always do the intros in Spanish. You know this. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. Try again. Uh, Pincho Gringo. Um, I hate that you watch like one or two seasons of Narcos. And all no, of you all just say all you just say is now it's Pincho Gringo. I can also say <laughs> mi peño es muy pequeño. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I'm Drew Absher. I'm Parker Newman. Today we have special guest Court Hansen. I'm gonna introduce him again in like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do a podcast called Fill My Heart. Parker, uh, give him the rundown. What's it about? Yeah, so we just uh, review Dr. Phil clips and make fun of them, basically. Uh, it's a lot of stuff around mental health, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, because it's that slash a female 14-year-old rapper show. Like yeah, that's yeah <laughs> sort of what it focuses on. Um, but the reason we're talking to you right now is we use a little bit of off-colored language sometimes. I mean, most of the people who are watching this at this point have seen us do it for the last four months. Yeah, um, probably. Probably. I'm sure. I'm not sure anyone's tuning in uh, randomly anymore. But um, anyway, get the kids out of the room. Uh, make them go do distance learning in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> Send them back to school yeah. right now. <laughs> Tell them vitamin D is good against the <laughs> coronavirus and get them the fuck outside. Because uh, we're going to have a good time. All right. Um, all right. Let's do this. Let's give it a second of silence here. Hey everybody, welcome into Fill My Heart. My name is Drew Absher. I'm Parker Newman. Today we have special guest Court Hanson. Give it up for him. Woo! Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what did you think they were going to... <laughs> for some reason, I thought we... How did you tell people at home to give it up for Court I, Hanson? I, I thought <laughs> everyone, gi- everyone gives up when Just, they see me. <laughs> I know, but it is it is funny, though, that people at home are going to like instinctively clap their hands because they heard give it up for someone. Like We're all just such... <laughs> We're all exactly. such sheep. There's going to be at least one person who does. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show, Court. Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, hanging in there, man. Thank you another so much for having me. Another day, yeah. another podcast. Yo. We're white dudes, so we're doing these pretty frequently these days. Yes. Um, how's it going, man? You doing all right? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to keep as busy as I can, as sane as I can. It's not, you know, it's not easy when the world's collapsing but you know how it is yeah yeah for sure true for sure um well thanks for being on the podcast dude of course um court i mean you kind of just are around town just doing <laughs> shows aren't you like yeah do you still yeah. do improv no, no i haven't for a long time now um, why'd you quit improv there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of reasons. Most of them you guys are probably already like well aware of as non improvisers. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Hear um, you loud and clear there. I was I was afraid we were gonna get like a you were gonna be like, Well, I was accused of rape and I have to go <laughs> Parker, why are we having him on? No. <laughs> um Yeah. Well do, so you just you're so Parker's gonna be on your guys' show later. It's yes. you and Corey Berenger and you guys do dad talk dad. What's it called? Dad <laughs> Talk Radio? It's called 6 O'Clock Dad Rock Talk. There it and is. Yeah. it's every Thursday at 6 o'clock. Um, one time it was at 7 o'clock, but it w- the show is still the 6 o'clock 
Dad Rock Talk. Gotcha. The yeah. name doesn't change yeah, with yeah. the time. It's important to establish that. Yeah. You just um, changed the coastal region. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like when Colbert quit on Comedy Central and they moved at midnight to 11 p.m. And everyone was like, what the fuck is this? You guys yeah, can't just do that. It meant I had to see everyone's terrible tweets yeah, right. responding to at midnight Well, I, dude, I always, I always like, I always like my, my timeline being flooded with hashtag by fucking shit comics. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, dude, uh, explain the show a little bit. What's the premise? So, uh, Corey and I, um, we realized that we have this shared uh, love of classic rock mm-hmm. yeah. and just, like, dad rock music in general. So mm-hmm. that includes pretty much anything from, like, the 50s until the 90s, I'd say. Oh. We've we've included things as recent as, like, 2006 on it. Really? Though. What's a 2006 dad rock song? Yeah, that's a, a late, Like, a late New Order song. When really? we were talking about okay. like yeah, we had an episode that was late like late period singles for bands that were around for a long time and continued releasing stuff well into middle age and old age. Um and so yeah, for that one we had a later new order song. What what was the new order song? I don't even remember which one uh I'm surprised w- they're considered dad rock. I don't know a lot of new order more. Well, it, I guess they are a part of that, like, post-punk and new wave, which yeah. I see as an extension of dad rock. Really? Real, anything that, like, an older guy with, like, shitty tattoos or a painting on the side of his van that is cool <laughs> would try and sell you on if you worked at a record store or something. That's oh, what okay. that's what I considered, at least. But it's a very shifting uh, goalpost. Yeah, that's interesting. I kind of see Dad Rock as kind of musically literate, as opposed to like someone who works at a record shop. You know what I mean? That's interesting. That's a, that's them. an approach that I think we haven't articulated yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of thinking of my dad. Not that he's like. You oh, you know. finally got in contact with him? Yeah. Yeah, no, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, said, he just said, Pink Floyd, best band I've ever seen. Hung up. And he hopped yeah. back in the van yeah. and sped away. Yeah. <laughs> um, d- well, we came in with Black Sabbath. I mean, kind of. I, is Black Sabbath dad rock? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, have you guys heard about this? This like indie cover band? Which one? It's like an indie super group slash Black Sabbath cover band. So it's the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Nick Ziner, uh, and all these oh, people. You're not talking about Max Sabbath? No. <laughs> they're called Master of Rehearsal. Oh, really? Yeah, they've actually, they, or, uh, no, wait, what's the band? Oh, yeah, Black Sabbath Cover Band Rehearsals is the name of the band. <laughs> oh. And they have an upcoming single, Master of Rehearsal. It's actually like, they did a cover of, what was Sweet Leaf? Is that the, yeah, Sweet Leaf. They did a cover of Sweet Leaf. And it's actually really good. Did they do the really cough good. at the beginning? What's that? Did they do the cough at the beginning? They do like, like a <laughs> lot of, <laughs> yeah. But they also do like riffing before it, which kind of sucked. But the song was actually sounded pretty good. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, yeah. Nice. Do, do you know about Max Sabbath, though? Yeah. Is That is, I've heard the name. Are, wait, no, I'm thinking of Les Zeppelin. No. Yeah, the, the, the There's all also the les- Pizza Underground, which was Macaulay Culkin's Pizza Velvet Underground cover band. Wait, Wait really? what does the pizza have to do with it? It's Macaulay it Culkin, but... about pizza. Oh, it's just him talking about pizza. Which him being... Yeah, him being a former <laughs> child star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that maybe there is yeah. some messaging yeah, there. Yeah, there's, there's some dude on Reddit who's connected all those dots. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac Sabbath, though, it's a uh, McDonald's-themed uh, Black Sabbath cover 
cover band. I don't get what is that? What what the fuck is that about? They're really good. Like they're really talented. Like at what they do, and like they're like they come through Sacramento every year. Yeah. So wait, is the point just kind of being like tongue in cheek? Well, they pair the old bun in cheek. What bun and cheese? Oh (laughs) yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't. I don't understand why that's appealing. <laughs> it's just. I also don't get like Trans Siberia Orchestra either. Yeah. I've well, never you ever hung out with someone who just puts that on. Like, yeah, they're dude. like, oh yeah, this is awesome. This is my favorite music, and yeah. it's like July. <laughs> yeah, I hate when people think it's even like appropriate during Christmas time. I'm like, this is just like, I, I don't understand it. I really don't get it. I don't yeah. know. But I mean, also, you just. I, I also listen to rap, which is kind of it. Like, there's no cover songs in rap. Yeah, true. You know, sampling so though, There's sampling is remixes, heavy, but, but remixes, those are but pretty awful for the most part. Uh, y- well, I mean, like if they do like a, a fresh remix, I hate when they do like this is the official remix and it's just like the original person's verse and then other people's verses added on. That's stupid. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just kind of bizarre. I don't know. I don't. I can't. I wonder if the guy from the yeah 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 is just the same one who's in Head Wound City, which is. I mean, dude, this is what this podcast is all about. I mean, we kind, of it, we kind of disguise it as a Dr. Phil podcast, but we really just get into, like, indie rock most yeah, of the time. Very, uh, yeah, Parker, different cover bands. It's a dude from Interpol. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Oh, uh, God. What, I know his name. I know his fucking... It's just one of the people. I mean... Oh, I only know... Uh, let's see. Interpol's yeah. Brad Trow on guitar. Oh, yeah. No, that's not the main singer. What a bad last name. Trow. True Dude, just be a cool cool rapper and take the U out and just be (laughs) Brad Trax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Or he could be a country singer be Brad Trucks. That's true, but that's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Trax is tight, you know, like like Bubba Sparks with the two X's at the end. That'd be cool if country singers started doing shitty names like that. (laughs) <laughs> they just started doing, yeah, like, uh, I like that, Brad Trucks. <laughs> they were just super meta. Um, I won't say his name's Corey, but I don't think it's Corey. Are you, you're still hung up yeah, on the I'm dude from Interpol no, that is not is the guy we were talking about? This is going to kill me. <laughs> do you just want to look it up? No, because then I'm going to. No, we'll just do it just so I can get you back into Dr. Phil land. Interpol. It's got to be singer slash bassist. No, can we just look up the International Crime Police Organization? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go it. Let's do it. I mean, yeah. how many hits do you think they have compared to the band? Wow, look at this. I'm looking at the Interpol, the public police, or the global police, and it says the leader is Hillary Clinton. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Interesting. Um, Daniel Kessler. No, that's not it. Paul Banks? Yep, Paul Banks. That's Does that it. say Carlos Fuck, Danger? Yeah, dude, that's tight. It's <laughs> Anthony Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a lot of people know about that. Is that we, Jeffrey Epstein on base? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, that whole Anthony Weiner thing, him going by Carlos Danger, does not get the respect it deserves. No, or yeah. I think we've just kind of collectively forgotten pre-Trump embarrassing well, political dude, stuff. Yeah, True. but like people, we need to hold on to Anthony Weiner for dear life. First off, he's the horniest man to ever live. <laughs> he is, except for maybe Jeffrey Epstein. But Jeffrey, yeah. but Epstein, he's not living anymore. But I kind of, I kind of buy into the 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 line of thinking that Jeffrey Epstein was like doing most of it to like gain political for the power. blackmail yeah. aspect. I think about that too. I think it's just a useful. Yeah, I think he's a useful pervert. Yeah, I think that he kind of was just a billionaire who was like, oh, look at this. All these people are fucking kids. 
I, I first off, he doesn't mind. Jeffrey Epstein doesn't mind fucking kids. And so he's like, well, I'll jump on board, and also I'll use it as blackmail to gain political power. Do you power. know how he became a billionaire, though? No, I, I thought mean, no one did. He was, exactly. Yeah. He was yeah. just picked out of obscurity to teach at this, like, elite New York high school. College. Hudson College. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but do you, know who, do you know who hired him? It was Wexner. No, it was uh, Bill Barr's dad. The oh, yeah, yeah, General. yeah. Was it Henry Barr? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dude, this is just going to become a, this goes uh, a QAnon so much, podcast, yeah. actually. This yeah. goes so much deeper. than I, I bet that is Phil on the, on the airplane logs? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise oh, me. But, oh, shit. I'm glad what you brought Robin that up. Was, dude, I'm <laughs> so glad you brought that up, Court. Um, dude, I, I was reading Blind Items because I'm a fucking dork. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, which site? Uh, whatever. Blind items are like, they're like supposed to, they originated as like celebrity gossip Mm -hmm. that was like anonymous. So it'd be like agents would just post all this like celebrity gossip and it'd be like, you'll never believe who a certain Hollywood star is having an affair with. Let's just say his wife from the show Friends isn't going to be. Oh, like Global (laughs) Enquirer or something? Or National Enquirer? A little bit, but it's more more accurate and less sensationalist. It's more just like... A young, it would be like a young male actor popular on a CW sitcom has been arrested with, oh. you know, something yeah. on his hard drive. Right. It wow. was on a crazy day and night. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, um, I've listened to that guy on some other podcasts. Yeah. Interesting um, guy. Dude. So this guy, so he, you saw Jake Paul get his house raided by the FBI. Yeah. No he, one. He, he, it was on this website like two hours before mm-hmm. that it was going to happen. Whoa, what? Yeah, or that, like, they were, like, famous YouTubers, like, actually a huge drug dealer and has a ton of guns in his house. Holy shit. So, but, dude, this one is from the same day. This was posted at 6.30 a.m., and we can only draw our best guesses on the same this Same day as what? It was the same day as the Jake Paul one. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, during their marriage, this celebrity doctor didn't tell his wife the true value of the huge deal he signed within the last decade, just in case they decide to split. Whoa! What? Yeah. So I'm uh, Doctor Drew. Yeah. How could it's Doctor Oz? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I really. It's hard to tell who it is, but it does sound like Doctor Phil. Yeah. So. There's not many male doctor figures like that anymore. There's, yeah. yeah. There, there's. I'm Drew glad you brought that up, Drew Court. I don't think women should be allowed to go to medical school. <laughs> no. Um, it, it did Phil? <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. Okay. Uh, you can ask us any Doctor Phil related yeah. question. We have the answer to is it. Is he on the flight logs? I don't. He is not. He's not. But Parker brought it up on our Patreon a couple days ago. Parker is under the impression that Doctor Phil asked for show funding from the Department of Defense. Yeah. And they told him no because he is too uh, serious about PTSD. Yeah. Huh. I can't find it anywhere. I did some more digging after you told me that. Really? Yeah, and I still couldn't find anything. But Hmm. it could just be one of those things like you heard it on a podcast. Yeah. So you know. That stuff just kind of spreads, and who knows? Um, what network is he on? CBS, and we uh, yeah, CBS Viacom, and we only know that because they keep taking our fucking videos off. Okay, YouTube. see, so yeah, that means <laughs> that you guys are onto something. Yeah, I think I think maybe bringing up that blind item was not the best idea. <laughs> He's gonna really we need come to check out. and see if they're about to raid our. <laughs> yeah, well, the good thing is like nothing about what I read was criminal. It's only going against Robin. If it was Doctor Phil, who knows? It might be uh, you know Doctor Oz or something. No joke. Yeah. So. Man, um, that'd be crazy. I did. There was 
uh, Dr. Phil episode where he was on the phone still, and he said, damn it, Prince Andrew, take me off that flower. Yeah. God damn God it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm going by my stage name, Carlos Danger. <laughs> uh, oh, when was this? Oh, boy. All right. So I just Googled to see when Dr. Phil got his last deal, and it was... Um, how about a fucking date on this thing? 2018. So, okay. Well, that does seem like it really does implicate him in that blind item. Um, dude, that's not good for us, though. He's only through 2023. So we really got to hit it big before he goes off the air. So yeah. you can keep him afloat? Yeah, right. We, I mean, <laughs> it is kind of our responsibility. It's like, totally. you know how, like, at first, like, your parents take care of you, and then mm-hmm. towards the end of their life, you take care of them? That's the kind of predicament yeah. me and Parker D- in. Is Daniel like, Brizoli said that she made Dr. Phil, but she didn't know about us. Yeah, so. no, she had no idea. <laughs> she doesn't know who's really Yeah, she didn't know what was coming. <laughs> we should see if we can get her on the show. Huh, that's interesting. I mean, I know that she's, like, way more fucking famous than us, but she seems like she would do anything for attention. That is a good point. I wonder if she's on Cameo. I bet she's on Cameo. Hmm. If someone does a Cameo and you stream it onto your own broadcast, who owns the Cameo? It's you. Because you paid for it? Yeah, you paid for it. Nice. So you can do anything you want with it. You can put a deep fake. Yeah, right. Oh, no. All of these are about DMX making a surprise cameo in Daniel Brajoli's new music video. Dude, we should. Okay, come on. Get the fuck out of here. People also ask, what cup size is Daniel Brajoli? I want to make it very clear I am not clicking on that. Yeah. Well, she's a kid. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. That's what I mean. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, she's only 17. Oh. Who is she? The Cash Me Outside girl. girl. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bad baby, as you might also yeah. know her. Okay, I. Okay. I just one. I feel like if she had a cameo, though, she would like. Like we could get her to fucking uh, say she loves ISIS. Like yeah. I can imagine. Well, this. here's a developing story. Daniel Peskowitz Brajoli. Oh, oh, we got a Jew girl, Parker. No fucking Maybe way. you guys end up together. Maybe I, you make your family <laughs> proud. I believe they're referred to as Jew broads. Yeah, not Jew girls. Yeah, according to Goodfellas. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. Danielle Peskowitz Brajoli, uh, born in Boynton Beach, Florida. No, mm. <laughs> I thought she was Italian. Uh, <laughs> she's Italian and Jewish, dude. The no two. fucking way. Yeah, I forget those exist. They shouldn't <laughs> be Italian Jews. I forget. Yeah. It's the Scabagool kosher. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It shouldn't exist. It's you don't. You don't like Italians. That's yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Well. Uh, so, Court, do you did you kind of explain the show a little bit? Like, what's the what's the oh, structure for, of it? for Dad Rock? Yeah. Um, so we just uh, we kind of alternate every other week. We have a guest where we will ask them what band or you know, artist or producer or album or really anything they want to talk about that they feel like mm-hmm. they could talk about at length. Um, yeah. And then they will put together a YouTube playlist of their favorite songs. And then um, depending on the flow of the conversation, Jesse will, uh, you know, queue up songs and then we'll listen to them like a minute, however long we can without getting a copyright. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't think we figured out yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and then the other times it'll be just me and Corey, and those ones will be a little more conceptual. That's when it'll be like you know late singles or you know singles that didn't chart or uh, albums people haven't heard of stuff that's yeah. a little more a little I, more deep. Cut. I want to ask yeah. you 
I might ask this again on the actual podcast, but what do you think is the most underrated dad rock band? Because I have something in mind. Um, underrated, um, like they deserve the most stardom or like critically misunderstood? Because um, I think those are two kind of different Yeah, I'd, different say, I'd say both then. Okay. Um, I would say Grateful Dead is the most critically misunderstood. Um, okay, but not necessarily underrated because they're obviously huge. Yeah. But underrated, I would say, uh, oh, yeah, a group called The Millennium. That's easy. There's yeah, a, yeah there's, a, there's a sunshine pop group from the mid and late 60s called The Millennium, and they're really, okay. really good, and more people should know them. Yeah, I didn't even know. Hmm, that's interesting. I think it more, mine's like Flock of Seagulls. Oh, yeah? Because they're just known as a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. when their first three albums are fucking amazing. Are they? I, Every I've single never song done a deep like dive perfect. on them. Nice. Yeah. I, I was hoping you would say something like Def Leppard. Def Leppard rules. Just watch Court realize your whole episode today is going to be a flunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be happy to talk about Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Parker just thinks they're like totally underrated and they're the, oh, one of the biggest dad yeah. rock Oh, yeah, this ever. underground yeah. band called Led Parker's Zeppelin. like, here's my favorite Iron Maiden song, <laughs> Run to the Hills. <laughs> just like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that's who we're doing uh, on the episode is Iron Maiden. Yeah. We asked Parker and he said Iron Maiden. That's your favorite dad rock band? I was going to do that. I didn't know if really Elton John would count. Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Okay. Well, too late, dude. It's already (laughs) been advertised as an Iron Maiden show. Yeah. No, I do Iron Maiden. In though, I'd say, like, my dad doesn't know who Iron Maiden is. That's okay. But Corey and I are not dads, so that's a big part of it, too. We don't have. Are you, you mentioned the Grateful Dead. Are you a deadhead? I'm not a deadhead, but I am a big, big fan of the Grateful Dead. But, like, I don't go to see shows or go on tours or anything like that. So I don't, you know, out of respect for the people who put a lot of money and time into making themselves deadheads. I just really, really appreciate the music. Right. And do emotionally connect with it but i think that deadheads are kind of their own yeah so you're a, you're a deadhead sympathizer right? exactly <laughs> yes yeah, an <laughs> yeah yeah you don't <laughs> want to stolen valor the deadhead exactly yeah um, i'm like a vichy deadhead <laughs> dude i never understood grateful dead but i saw uh dead and company a few years back oh you saw me and i finally understood it yeah i was like oh i totally get why people fucking do this yeah. i totally get why you would follow this band on tour it's like it was just like a fucking awesome. They played for like 25, 30 minutes, and it was fucking badass. And then Metallica came out after them. Whoa, really? This was <laughs> like was a, a festival. Well, it was a. Uh, it was like a what's the word? Uh, like a fundraiser show. Oh, the, okay. When Napa had all those fires, mm-hmm. so it was like. Um, give me fuel, give me fire. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, dude, that's what my dad said they should open. Oh, that's what right. my dad was hoping Metallica <laughs> opened with, is fuel. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, great. Dad, stop. They're not going to open with fuel. <laughs> dude, they got like... <laughs> dude, it was, Bob it was, Rock era? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was fucking badass. Like, the first band, I f- was it, it was either No FX or Rancid. Whoa. I think that's, it was Rancid. That's a weird festival. Yeah, yeah I don't Rancid. think that No FX would ever share a bill with the dead. Dude, yeah. No F- it was, it was, I think it was Rancid. It was Rancid and then the rapper G Easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. Buckle in, buddy. Dave Matthews. Yeah. Great, uh, Dead and Company and Metallica. Wow, did, weirdest thing. Did Dave Matthews guest with Dead and Company? I'd be surprised nah, if he didn't. He, he brought, he's also his, part of that like jam band circuit. Yeah, he brought what's that guy's name? So Tom Morello. Uh, Tom, <laughs> no, Tom, Tom DeLong. <laughs> it was actually both of them. It was Tom Morello and Tom DeLong. Dave couldn't keep up. 
No, he brought like one of the dudes that he makes music with. I forget what okay. his name is. Uh, dude, I, I'm surprised he didn't get booed off the stage. To hey, Dave Matthews. Yeah, Dave yeah, Matthews. Because like he was like following G Easy's energy, who's like throwing yeah, champagne tough. into the crowd, and then like just was a huge lull. Like the seats were completely empty. It was bad billing, to be honest. But yeah, it was cool because they were bringing out like Bay Area sports stars in between. Oh, that's cool. So then like it was like Barry Bonds introduced Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Barry Bonds and then um who brought out Dead and Company? I think it was Joe Montana or Steve Young, one of those two. And really? then yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was awesome. It wasn't and then, like, uh, the basketball guy um Steph Steph wasn't no, there no. in season. There oh, shoot, what's his name? There's the Grateful Dead guy who's a or a, Oh, Luke Walton. Or Bill Walton. Bill Walton, yeah. yeah it Bill wasn't Walton. Bill Walton? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Bill Walton, I think it was during basketball season, so he was like, um, well, he does like broadcasting mm-hmm. stuff, so I'm sure he had some obligation. But yeah, um, but yeah dude, it was it was really cool because you just like, no one knew about the sports stars, so like me and my dad are just like, oh shit, look at it, it's Buster Posey bringing out <laughs> Dave Matthews, oh, that's wow. cool. And then we're like, holy shit, is that Steve Young? And then we're like, holy fuck, is that Barry Bonds? <laughs> like, is that the greatest living baseball player of all time right there? It was yeah. pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, dude, Dave Matthews, I, like I was a Dave Matthews fan. Like, you know, like I liked his popular shit. Yeah. And then I was just like, ooh, like this is what you do in concert. You just go, hello, everybody. He's oh. <laughs> just like strumming just three chords the entire time. Yeah, it's like, not, sucks, not my thing. Yeah, He's I don't know. African. <clears throat> is he? Yeah. That explains I was, a lot. I was, <laughs> I always like that story. Didn't wasn't it his band who dumped a bunch of shit on people? Oh yeah, there's a handful of <laughs> yeah, that's there's a badass, handful dude. of poop stories. With yeah, Dave do you know that story? No. Dave Matthews tour bus like emptied out its like uh, tank mm-hmm. off a bridge and it just covered an entire boat of people and and Dave Matthews shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. But that's I have amazing. there is a Dave Matthews story that's cool about him when his, uh, his bike broke down. Do you, have you heard that story? No, I haven't. He was like, I guess that like one thing he likes to do is bring like a ten speed with him because you know that's what a oh, guy, gross. that's what a guy who would like Dave Matthews would do. So that's what Dave Matthews <laughs> does as well. Um, but he like brings a ten speed on tour with him and like exercises, and uh, he like broke down. He got like a flat, and then a couple pulled over on the side of the road to like help him, not knowing it was Dave Matthews. And then they were like, holy shit, you're Dave Matthews. We have tickets to your show tonight. And he's like, oh, well, like, since you guys stopped me, like, I'll give you guys, like, backstage passes or whatever and, like, let them come backstage and take pictures with the whole – I'm just going to call them the E Street Band. I know they're not, but I think that that's appropriate. D- Dave Matthews and the E Street Band's a it's much better band. It's the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but I like Dave Matthews and the E Street Band. I like yeah. that more. Um, but, yeah, that's a cool Dave Matthews story. Anyone yeah. else? Scott Parker, any Dave Matthews lore you'd like to I share? I literally know nothing about – I think – he does. He did a cover of Cortez the Killer by Neil Young, but that might be someone else. You don't know anything else about Dave Matthews? Literally not. Bless your heart. <laughs> so, um, Court, to cue you in, last week we did an episode. Here, you want to uh, see if we can find, like, the, the preview for it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they have that, like, the 30-second? Yeah. It's this uh, guy. He said he's schizophrenic and, like, he had cancer. Really, he's a hypochondriac. But his family isn't all that supportive. But you, you're forgetting the most important part is he's a male oh, model yeah, a who's like gonna lose his career yeah. if oh. he like doesn't get it together. Here you go. Oh wait, first we gotta we gotta ask court questions. Oh, yeah, and we gotta yeah, do an true. ad read and shit. So um, you want to ask him the question? Yeah. Um, uh, what's your relationship like with uh, your father? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Doctor Phil. What's your? <laughs> um, I really don't 
know that much about Dr. Phil other than that he's been a constant cultural presence, kind of a wow. joke cultural presence. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's in the opening scene of Scary Movie 4. Right. Is it with four Shaquille? It's 4. Okay. With uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And they're in the Saw basement. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to encourage him to, you know, make the basket and disable the Saw trap. But yeah. he can't do it because Shaquille O'Neal was famously bad at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I um, I got so that confused. W- Scary Movie Five is Mac Miller and Snoop Dogg at the beginning. <laughs> oh, really? This is the weirdest fucking thing. It's so bad. Um, but yeah. So you're kind of just like yeah, yeah. Aware. And I um, I guess I follow the weirder trends in like self help. I follow those on a macro scale. Yeah. I, I pay attention to like what the weird personalities are that are making their name in self-help. But Dr. Phil himself, I've never done a deep dive into. Yeah. Um, so like Jordan Peterson or like... What about Jordan Peterson? Parker like just always brings him up, man. He, oh. just cannot, he cannot get <laughs> like, enough of yeah, that Yeah, who, who in self-help are you in? Parker's room, oh, I don't, spotless. I don't like self-help. Oh, you don't? No, okay. no, no. I'm more, I'm more saying that... You like, don't? Because I was kind I, of I pay attention to it as a market. Yeah. That I find very disturbing and weird. Okay, that um, makes more sense because I'm like, what yeah, no, no, no. I I don't like self help yeah. stuff at all. I think it's no, dangerous. Uh, yeah. To try and like. Yeah, I say, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, I say that a bunch, dude. I just really want people to take responsibility. I talk about accountability a lot too. That's something that I do. Yeah. It's personal responsibility. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I better get my fucking $1,200. Otherwise, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. yeah, and if the government doesn't send me another stimulus check soon, I will be killing myself. Um, <laughs> all right, dude. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Seattle Gummy Company. Uh, Parker? Maka shots. I cannot see from here. Okay, well, that's not good for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Um uh, when you need to be alert and focused fast, Makashot's high-energy gummies work five times faster than coffee at half the price. The combination of active ingredients improves focus. 100% true. I'm on them right now. Uh, if you guys can't see, my fucking pupils are ginormous. I feel yes. like I'm at a rave. Uh, <laughs> I'm going absolute fucking batshit. Jesse's going to hold one up in front of the screen. Yeah, that's what they look like right there. Um, they actually do fucking work, man. It's like I wouldn't be selling you guys yeah. anything that They're doesn't work. They're also vegan and uh, are they keto? They might be Yeah, keto. dude, I'd yeah. say it all. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know they're vegan. It's not my brand. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, yeah, dude, they're keto. They're vegan. They're meat-free. Yeah. Uh, they're that's also, the thing they thing also, is vegan. They <laughs> also have meat in them, which is something crazy that happens <laughs> if, you're, if you're not a fan of vegans. They're gluten-free. They have a ton of gluten. Whatever you like, man, they have it all. Um, yeah, they, it's a fast-absorbing gummy that works three to times fi- times faster as it absorbs in the mouth and throat. Uh, Parker, make a joke about absorbing in the throat. Go ahead. Um, um, giggity. Oh wait, okay. that's not my joke. That's yeah, family. No. Okay, <laughs> great way to kick off a road trip workout. Or I think we talked about it last time. Uh, I do. I do a little combo with the blue chew and just f- like fuck everything. I'm just, I'm just fucking couches now. That's something yeah. I've been doing. That's good. Couches yeah. can't say no. Yeah. So anyway, I fucked I fucked a cheese grater the other night. Jesus uh, yeah, Christ. dude. Um, Isn't that the, a Sopranos thing? Is it? Yeah. Didn't it, Did he, he want, cheese grate someone's dick? No, he wanted that to happen though. He wanted? Yeah. Like he wanted it to happen to him. <laughs> I might be, I might be thinking of something else. I, I feel know. like some t- one time someone was like, "Hey, do you watch The Sopranos?" And you said, "Yeah." And then they're like, "Oh, that scene where Tony cheese grates his own dick," and 
you've just believed that that actually happened for the rest of time. It's on the podcast. But okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, the the chocolate in them, uh, the jingko. Uh, yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Jinko and chocolate counteract the negative side effects of caffeine. Um, I'm not going to say that I swear by this stuff, but I definitely agree. Like, I do not feel like the... Uh, I swear by it. Fuck the centrist bullshit. Yeah, I okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was too middle ground there. I was really trying to win votes there. Um, no, uh, yeah, it just the, the, the chocolate in it, it you know, I'll be, I'll be frank with everybody at home. It's a little. It throws you off a little bit to have a gummy chocolate. No doubt about it. You're yeah. going like, "What the fuck? I didn't know chocolate was supposed to be in gummies." It really isn't supposed to be, but it does this. It does it to counteract the caffeine, which is brilliant. Shout out to Seattle Gummy Company for yeah. that. Um, it works fast. It gets into your blood about three minutes, and uh, then you you know you drive a school bus off a cliff, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> um, all right. Use promo code fillmyheart my heart fifteen for fifteen percent yeah. off at checkout, and it wets me and Parker's beak a little bit. We see a little kick down from that fifteen percent. Yeah. Use the code, otherwise it literally does nothing to help us, and you're yeah. just helping yourself uh, be more alert for right. nothing. Here's, here's <laughs> what you do: you get your own shipment of. Uh, you know, of the gummies. Then you eat all of them at one time, and then you go knocking on doors, uh, house to house, trying to get them to use the promo code. That's what you yeah. do if you're really a fan of the podcast. <laughs> and whoever does that the most gets a free Patreon yeah. subscription. So also find out who killed uh, Dr. Phil's first wife. Yeah, do that. Try to figure that out, too. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Higgins, rest yeah. in power. And someone please kill his second wife. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> all right. That is not good for the ad read. Filmar15, uh, SeattleGummyCompany.com. Uh, all right, let's get into the fucking episode. Here you go, Court. Here's a little preview, and to catch everyone maybe at home who didn't see what happened, uh, here's what you missed. From supermodel to... I truly believe I have schizophrenia. He spends 10 hours a day Googling what could be wrong with his health. Dude, that guy's clearly using Seattle Gummy Company. <laughs> 10 hours with all that focus? I don't know. He has a lot of jitters and crash. I'd <laughs> say he isn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's because of the cancer and the, the schizophrenia he has, man. Yeah, true. Had lung cancer. Then you thought you looked jaundiced. I have a friggin' symptom every day. But he's his family. Like's a real bad hypochondriac. We know you more than anyone. More than anyone. Okay, but how does that rule out me being schizophrenic? Because you're not. Making matters <laughs> worse. It's like a drug addict getting a fix. Stop doing it. Next. Dr. Phil. All right. All right. So that kind of catches you up. Yeah. You can okay. see, you can kind of sense yeah. the general tone yeah. here. If you have any questions, feel free to ask because I'm sure the In listeners. In the might. first if, part of this, were people surprised that someone could log on and convince themselves that they're mentally ill? Yeah, no, I think that I think that most people uh, kind of have chalked it up to like, hey, if you keep Googling for 10 hours a day symptoms of schizophrenia, you're most likely going to convince yourself you have schizophrenia. Yeah, very true. It's like COVID, man. It's like every time I go look at COVID symptoms, I'm like, dude, I've had it 18 times. <laughs> There's no doubt about it at this point. Um, yeah. So the clips we're going to watch today, um, we're going to meet his girlfriend, who just is an absolute, just a as hot as you can be really because like this guy's a male model yeah um and then and so was his brother or is he just i don't know dude i think his his brother strikes me as like instagram influencer fitness guy yeah true uh that's his brother by the way that you're looking at right there court oh um, okay but are yeah we not getting a full screen this episode no Come we, on, buddy. no we are i'm just this is not the clip we're watching oh yet. okay <laughs> um so i got to click this eventually so we're about to meet his girlfriend here um and then we're also I kind of wish he had knew Dr. Phil because we're going to get into one of Dr. Phil's weirdest like sidekicks is Dr. Charles Sophie. Okay. Who me and Parker have hypothesized is like a 
like a uh, almost like an evil villain in like Batman who like forces everyone to go to Arkham Asylum. Like that's the vibe he gives okay. off. Like, like a maniacal. like a mad doctor. Yeah. What's kind the of what's thing. the yeah what's the scarecrow? Uh, no, nah, the other dude. The in Gotham, he's played by B D Wong. No one? All right. I'd have he, watched he, Gotham. It's a good show. He just strikes me as like uh, someone who used to be a Nazi, then covered it up. Like his real name was like Charles Sophie Heidenberger. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, he's got like that vibe. I, I do like sidekicks on these kinds of shows, so I I think I get what you're saying. Dude, you gotta you gotta check I have out some you gotta check out Mike Bear. That's our favorite sidekick. Yeah. He's just this real brute guy that mm-hmm. calls himself a life coach. But like he's the dumbest person that you could ever talk to. Okay. Just all of his problems are like, well, you just got to get out more. It's like, that's his solution to everything. Um, all right. There's power in language. Dr. Phil tells guest. Blake. By the way, man, that's the kind of medical degree you're going to need to come up with. There's power in language. Can I have a healthy relationship? But with what Blake's going through, it can be hard sometimes. I first learned about Blake's issues by accident about a year ago. Blake was living in Mexico for modeling, and he texted Dude, what? <laughs> yeah. She's just like, yeah, I found out about it by accident. How do you? <laughs> yeah, come on. She's like, I really didn't want to know that he was mentally ill. That makes him so less hot. Did <laughs> me saying, would a 28-year-old be developing schizophrenia? The text was meant for his mom, but it went to me. I was confused because. Oh, what a liar! What? Dude, this guy clearly like wanted to tell her that he was like losing, it, that he thought he was schizophrenic, but yeah. like couldn't do it. So he's like. Sorry, babe. That was for my mom. <laughs> I'm just going through that. a really hard time right now. Do so. you guys ever do that when you like told a girl you had a crush on her, and, and like via oh. text? Oh, and then you go, "Oh, sorry, that was for my mom." <laughs> yeah. Or you go, uh, "Oh, my friend stole my phone. Sorry." <laughs> yeah. She like doesn't <laughs> reply. I know what schizophrenia is, and Blake is so far from having that. Now, trust me, I know what it is. <laughs> By the way, I'm trying to get to Reno, and I, <laughs> yeah. I really. <laughs> is all we talk about. He would send me videos of people that have schizophrenia. He didn't exhibit any of this. Uh, that was just a man jerking off on a bus. That was <laughs> a, there was no proof that man was schizophrenic. Same behaviors that anyone in the videos had. Blake has never had any hallucinations and has never had any delusions, at least that I know of. I've seen... How would you know if he was having hallucinations? <laughs> yeah. Blake have maybe four or five panic attacks. A couple months ago, he was texting me that he was afraid he was slipping into a psychosis. He wanted to sign himself into a mental hospital. There are some days where I'm having a bad day and it won't get addressed. Yeah, I feel like people with schizophrenia aren't that self-aware of what's happening. Of course not, man. I think by nature. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> what the diagnosis is. Did I tell you about the kid that I knew that was schizophrenic? No. Dude, he did, like, he was this kid that I went to high school with, and then, like, brilliant kid. Both of his parents are, like, civil engineers. He was, like, all honors freshman and sophomore hated year. Hated technology. Really, yeah, yeah. really he, hated it. His parents were at Cal Berkeley for yeah. a couple years, and then they moved to a I just thought, hey, this guy oh, started sending yeah. letters. <laughs> I just yeah. thought, this guy's some dumb polo. But it turns <laughs> out, he's actually quite smart. Had a brother who seemed a little bit like a snitch, uh, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, no, dude, he was a... Big sunglasses guy. <laughs> Always yeah. in a hoodie. Always was hanging out by the Hotel Marshall downtown here. I don't really know what happened to him, but anyway, more power to him, um, no, dude, uh, was just like a fucking brilliant kid and then uh, started like smoking weed sophomore year. By the way, this is not like anti-weed rhetoric. Right. 
I'm just telling exactly what happened. Um, and then, like, started doing, like, a ton of LSD and mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, just became schizophrenic, like, our senior year of high school. <coughs> oh, I know exactly. And then, like, we, me and my bunch of friends, like, he was a friend of a friend. And we went up to Tahoe for a weekend, and his, like, parents, like, begged us to take him with us. They were like, we'll even, like, buy you another hotel room so you guys have oh, a little bit wow. more space and stuff. And we were all kind of, like, uh, on the fence about it. And then, like, my friend was like, hey, I'm just going to say yeah, right? So when they say, he says, yeah, my friends start doing, like, Molly in the hotel room. Okay. And they're, like, chopping it up on uh, the room service menu. And this kid's like, hey, can I have some? And my friends are smart, so they're like, absolutely not. I'm not going to give someone with schizophrenia drugs. Right. And uh, he steals the binder that the room service menu and starts licking the fucking Molly powder off of it. Oh, my God. And my friends are, like, pissed off at him. And then they go to the hotel. He blows all of his money in, like, three hands of blackjack. Oh. And then starts going around the casino asking people for money. Oh, my God. Which, in a casino, is like... Yeah. You get kicked out of do the hotel for doing that Good shit. God. You know what I mean? And then he fucking calls his dad. His dad fucking wires him $500. What? And then he blows it in like an hour. Oh, my God, dude. That's Crazy. Sad. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they had to like 5150 him Jeez. that night. Like he was just, he lost his shit and they had to like call an ambulance. Why didn't him. he just become a male model? I don't know, man. I kind of hot? said, I, that's all I kept saying to him was I just, <laughs> I was like, come on, man. You're just not putting in enough work. Anyway. Because we're only talking about schizophrenia and how he feels. It can be very frustrating. All right, now can you take your shopping cart off the stage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was asking us earlier if this was a recycling center, and we said no, just of <laughs> shitty advice. <laughs> How long does he spend focused on this when he's with you? Um, some days are better than others. Um, there are days. Maxie, what a hot girl name. Yeah, it's weird because she's hot, but she's not what I was expecting. I was expecting like. A plastic surgery, like, you know. No, she's just, like, naturally beautiful. Yeah. I like the Chiron here. It says her, says her boyfriend can't stop Googling illnesses, which is either <laughs> an A, an hypochondriac, or B, a medical student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where this is all we talk about. We don't talk about anything yeah. else. Or, like, that. a hypochondriac medical student. Yeah, like, they <laughs> talk to patients, like, oh, shit, I have that, too. That's crazy. <laughs> like, every time. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'm going to write you a prescription and then one for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, your, your blood pressure seems pretty high. Same, bro. Yeah. They're I'm like, going to do mine next. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they give them the stethoscope. They're like, can you do me, please? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, look, I know that prostate exams are yeah. normally an A-B thing, but I think. He's like, go ahead and turn around and take your pants off. And then he turns back around and the doctor's also pantless. <laughs> <laughs> What would happen if you just refused to engage and just refused to talk about it? I think he just gets really, like, in a really down mood. Okay, and then what happens? If I don't give him reassurance. I mean, I do give him reassurance because when I see him in such a... I have a feeling all they do is give each other reassurance. Yeah, totally. Low mood, it's hard not to. Y you understand why it's critically important that you not do that, mm -hmm. right? And he may get down, as you say, and yeah. he might have a panic attack or whatever, and, and, and that's okay. Why are you whispering on your own <laughs> <Yeah>. show? <laughs> like, don't tell this fucking weirdo next don't to me. But 
He's like sitting in between them. He's all fucking dumb, dumb brains over here doesn't get it. But yeah, let him s- let him spin his wheels. Yeah. Just let him tire himself out. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a fucking lab puppy. He's all let him run around the backyard for a couple minutes. He'll what? get he'll get what? the hang of it. Look, he, he, oh, he's all tuckered out, isn't he? Here look comes at him. The he's panting. Get him some water. Look, he can't see us if we're completely still. <laughs> he's all. I don't know. How about you and me get out of here? I think I think we make a make a good couple. It's like the world's not going to end. Yeah. You've had panic attacks, right? I have. Yeah. And what happens when you have a panic attack? I mean, it's hell for 20, 30 minutes. I'll yeah. break down, cry my eyes out. Then yeah. what happens? Uh, and then I have to go do a shoot for Gucci, um, <laughs> and then everything's all better. <laughs> and I go to work for seven hours. Yeah. And oh, he has, still has a day job. Oh, yeah, oh, he's a what? waiter, remember? Oh, yeah, that's His right. brother said he's a server. Come home, and I'm usually more relaxed. So my point is, when you have a panic attack, you just, you can completely pass out, but the worst that's going to happen is you're going to wake up and go, oh, yeah. okay, I better get on to work. Mm-hmm. It's like the world doesn't come to an yeah. end, right? No, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's, I have no joy in me at all. There's power in language. <laughs> hey, I want to hear the follow-up to this. No, that's probably just it. He just, or he just recites like some weird George Carlin bit that he saw. <laughs> and if I had your internal dialogue, I wouldn't be yucking it up much either. Your language is cat. Doctor Fizzle, it sounds kind. Of, just to be honest with you, it sounds kind of like you don't have much clanging around in that brain of yours. <laughs> Are you kind of stupid? Be honest. Catastrophic. You say this is horrible. Mm-hmm. It, it's not horrible. <laughs> no, fuck that, dude. He's such a shit therapist. You don't tell people how to feel. Yeah. You're supposed to just help people cope with how they feel. Right. You know what yeah, I yeah. mean? Well, and like Don't Dr. Phil is still not addressing what the real problem is, is that this guy is just anxious and a hypochondriac. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's fair to, like, downplay his panic attacks. No, you know, right. Well, like, this whole thing is, dude, Court, you missed it on the first episode, dude. At one point, Dr. Phil asks him, what is, what's the funniest movie he's seen recently? What yeah. did he say? Zoolander, of fucking course, because he's a male model and he's a hack. But, oh. like... Oh, Oh yeah, that took me a sec to. Yeah, oh, yeah, like the Ben Stiller <laughs> movie. But like, dude, like this guy, like, what, what the fuck does that have to do with anything, man? Like, what are you doing? You're just wasting this guy's time. Like, there's no professionalism here at all. No, it's uh, as soon as you guys brought up the phrase "there's power in language," it started yeah. making me think about the like occult symbols and kind of occult intent behind a lot of self-help stuff. Yeah. And that is a thing. It's like that there's a power in repeating phrases like that that yeah. you can manifest things into being real. And if it, we talked a lot about Epstein and various, mm-hmm. like, yeah. the yeah. way power moves upwards in this country. And so if you take it that Dr. Phil is a similar sort of psychic vampire <laughs> um, who is trying to, through the power of the occult, mold America's minds into just this, like, broken self-help yeah. consumer... I think that's significant. Yeah. Well, there's Whoa. two different. There's two different Doctor Phils. Well, there's three. There's three <laughs> real Doctor. But Phils. which one is the real one? <laughs> <laughs> What's your birthday? Um, 
the real the, the Dr. Phil, if you go back years, and me and Parker have discussed this ad mm-hmm. nauseum with the audience, so sorry if you're hearing it again, but he really does care about people early on. Yes. yes. Like he's doing therapeutic stuff that is like really helping people, sending drug addicts to rehab instead of like laughing at them, which is kind of what it's become now. Then there's a second Dr. Phil that capitalizes off of what happened with Danielle Brajoli, the Cash Me Outside girl, where he's just trying to make these viral videos. So it was that late on that he made the switch? Yeah, because I think that that is like right. So Danielle Brajoli happened in what, 2014 maybe? 14? No yeah. fucking way. She was 13. Oh, two, so 2016. Yeah, I think in 2016, Danielle Brajoli happens. And that's right about the time where I think Dr. Phil's production team got into this place where they realized that um, viral marketing is their best strategy. Yes. yes. That YouTube clips are where you get the, v- the clicks and the views, not elsewhere. And then there's the third Dr. Phil, which is the most common Dr. Phil, which is what we're seeing here is Dr. Phil who's just talking to fat Midwestern ladies mm-hmm. yeah. because that's his demographic on the show. Yes. Where he's just like, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you just got to try harder because that's all these people, that's their language that they speak yeah. as they go like, yeah, all it is is about effort. That's all life is, is yeah. effort and nothing else exists. There is power in language. Exactly, like, <laughs> yeah. They're, is they're anyone at, arguing like the opposite? Like there's no power in language. Right. Yeah, at, at home, some lady is sitting in a polyester fucking recliner chair that her grandkids pick the little fucking rolled up pieces of polyester off when they come over yeah. and she just grabbed the remote and turned it up as soon as he said there's power in language yeah like that's what his audience is you and know and that's yeah. that occult power i was talking exactly. about getting people to react to these phrases and symbols i mean it looks like his background is almost the shape of an eye in a couple of those clips <laughs> but yeah. we don't have to get too much into that aspect yeah. of it we just start circling um, it with red and posting it on yeah, facebook yeah but um i just finished reading a book called the culture of narcissism by a guy named christopher lash and he talks about self-help yeah um and how it forces people to turn all of their problems into questions of their not like I'm not trying hard enough. Yeah, totally. I need to just push through it, and how that forces like a very isolated existence on everybody because yeah. everyone is just thinking like, how can I cushion myself as much as possible? Not 100%. how can we build something together? And so yeah. that book was written in '79 when this stuff was just getting started. And oh wow! You see it now, and I think that it's even more true than it was, you know, yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing. Dr. Phil just kind of makes you sick after a while. And, like, yeah. it's still really fun for us to make fun of, but it's like, fuck this Horrible guy. is a child on the burn unit. That's horrible. Yeah, fuck you that starving kids in Africa argument. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Let's call things what they are. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, such but a that's, what, that's what you expect from Dr. Phil at this point, you know? It's like, that's what he does now. Yeah. It, it's a bummer. But, you know, whenever he's dealing with someone with mental illness, you know, it's like he's just going to downplay it and tell them basically that, you know, their anxiety is real, but they're the one being crippled by it. And, you know, it's yeah. then he sends them to go talk to fucking Dr. Charles Sophie, and which we're about to watch. Yeah, this is the guy who just like he gives off like, well, why don't the kids just come stay at the courthouse? And, you know, and then he fucking <laughs> puts them all in jail. Um, 
He likes attention, psychiatrist says about 30-year-old man who claims to have schizophrenia. Hey, doctor, do you think the male model likes attention? <laughs> Great fucking diagnosis, you dumbass. I'm good. I'm a little anxious right now. Why? I always get anxiety when I meet with psychiatrists because I always fear the worst. Are you currently in treatment of any sort? Yeah, I see an OCD uh, specialist in Arizona. There and it are is. You on yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, you there it is. Yeah, he sees an OCD specialist. Medication. Clonopin, and I take it every day. Not good. It's a band. -aid. I do know that, and it's like a safety thing. I always have to have a clonopin on me. So, other than this clonopin, you tried a couple antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Anything else? My doctor prescribed me a low dose of Abilify. I looked up Abilify, and of course, I saw it treats people with psychosis and schizophrenia. And that scared me to death. And you thought you had that too then? The biggest fear I have right now is schizophrenia. Why? I was at a restaurant with my mom. I thought I heard like the quickest little whisper in my head say my name. I remember the first thing that came to my mind was schizophrenia. Once I got home, I started Googling symptoms. And ever since then, I've been so obsessed with it. One hallucination doesn't make It's almost like I'm not just obsessed, but I'm also compulsed, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. like I have a disorder yeah. where I'm yeah, obsessed it's like and yeah. compulsive. And I'm trying to All put the one. pieces together here. You know, <laughs> I, will, I, I feel bad that we shit on Dr. Phil so hard because he did bring up a decent point last episode where he was like, what's the worst case scenario here? That yeah. you have it right. and then what? And like he did bring that up and I was like, okay, that's a fair enough point. And like... I kind of do agree with Dr. Phil. Maybe I think he's the point he's making indirectly is this guy's acting like people with schizophrenia are like fucking just monsters and that like it'd be the worst thing in the world to have schizophrenia. Right. So like, yeah, this guy's kind of being a douche for that reason. But yeah, I, I, I stand by our points that we made. Sorry. A disease necessarily. I get songs just stuck in my head so easily. For me. <laughs> Holy shit. Just like, why do you think you're schizophrenic? Mambo number five will not leave my head. That is why. Yeah. I can't stop singing 99 Un Loft Balloons. <laughs> you just see some homeless guy like, dude, I get it, man. The SpongeBob SquarePants theme song is blasted right now. He's all, dude, yeah, I relate to the struggle, brother. Here you go. Here's a dollar. The role, of the, the, the role of the internet in this is interesting because I think we see that on such a wide scale. People want so desperately to be a member of some group, so they're yeah. just like looking up various symptoms and ident like various ways that they can be like, no, I'm one of you. I'm exactly. I'm yeah, just yeah. like you. I'm as just somebody, like the homeless person. As somebody with mild schizophrenia, I can tell you what it's like. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And yeah. that's not to say mild schizophrenia is not real, but I think that to assume that like for anyone to like assume that reading. It's being pretty willfully, like, yeah, like they're not looking at how people are acting. And a lot yeah. of it seems to come from the Internet where it's like, I feel like I'm not the center of attention. I need to look up a way to justify demanding people's attention. Sure. Yeah, it, totally. it is that narcissism. I, like, I think that yeah, the, this guy's he's a fucking ma he's a male. He's a 30 year old amateur male model yeah he's a fucking narcissist with upset with ocd yeah yeah Just he's freaking that, about yeah. he's freaking out about the fact that he's 30 and that his male modeling career isn't his oh, full-time yeah. job yeah true. why wouldn't you be i mean that's terrifying as a male model i mean realistically what's your shelf life as a male model 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe unless you, you can transition into yeah, unless like can... George Clooney, Silver, like right, Silver yeah. Fox. Unless stuff. But you have to become like a Calvin Klein. Yeah, you need to you be know, on the flight CK1, logs. dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, got, you got to get in touch with that. For me, though, I'm like, I, I don't know. I just don't think that's normal. I feel this depersonalization. Like, it's with me like almost every day. You're torturing yourself. You know that. Yeah, that's that's what people are telling me, but I just... You can't stop it. I can't stop it. Yeah, it's hurting my life. It is. It's really tough. But there is help for that. I read that smoking weed could cause schizophrenia, and I did smoke a lot in high school. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's all, yeah, me and my friends used to just listen to The Chronic 2001 and just get absolutely fucking blazed, Dr. Charles Sophie. Yeah. He's all, I don't, I'm not sure why you're bringing this up right now. Um, no, it was really cool. We, all, we were all <laughs> together. We had a cool van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. You should have been there, man. Well, I can tell you don't have schizophrenia. I mean, I... Would you feel better if I told you you did? No. You sure? When you say I don't have it, it like almost brings like a sense of calmness in me. But you won't accept it, because you're going to keep questioning. But it's hard to sustain. But if you were watching this movie, what would you think? I would think the person sitting here is a big hypochondriac. So you're okay with us putting together a treatment plan? In my mind, it's my thought process is like I'm still questioning if I'm being diagnosed right. We'll start with you getting some blood work, doing the DNA swab of your mouth, maybe talking to your therapist that you've been seeing. I'm open for all that, so I appreciate you so much. He's all, okay, looking at your results here, no schizophrenia, but you do have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> what was your takeaway from spending time with Blake? The dude has music playing in his fucking <laughs> head. He's yeah. insane. I'm looking at his blood work, and he's literally got music in his head. <laughs> it's one music of the is in his blood. He's like Chuck Berry. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, Dr. Feld. This man is a medical marvel. Blake thinks he's sicker than he is, and he likes attention. Sicker than he is is a tight album name. Yeah. <laughs> like Dave Matthews, sicker than he is. Likes to pull everybody's <laughs> attention so that he gets taken care of instead of him taking care of himself. So you think he's kind of feeding off the reassurance? Yeah. I think he has to learn how to do it himself, to self-soothe yourself. That's three. Self-soothe yourself. Thanks, doctor. <laughs> Thank you for putting it so eloquently. Three quarters of what's going on. Once you believe in you as much as they believe in you, you'll be fine. But so you think he's schizophrenic? Not today. No, I don't think he will. Not, a, not no. today, but tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the next day. I don't know. Or the next week. <laughs> when, he is like an Arkham Asylum doctor. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> that is totally something an evil villain would say. Not today. It's just like, well, <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not until we get him on a billify. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to grow up emotionally a little bit. From supermodel to... I truly believe I have schizophrenia. All right, and then sometimes they like to just put the clip that describes the episode at the end for yes. no good goddamn reason. Um, all Thank right. You. Last clip. You have the power to change your experience of life, Dr. Phil tells guests. I have a feeling Court's going to have some thoughts on that phrase right there. Yeah. A very dysfunctional internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. There is no reality. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Dr. Phil, I used to smoke weed in high school. That really resonates with me, bud. <laughs> Sorry. I, ju I just, I think I'm schizophrenic because I had this uh, song by the doors stuck in my <laughs> head and I'm just saying the lyrics out loud. I want to hear Dr. Phil say that again, dude. That might be my favorite thing he's ever said. Internal dialogue. There is no reality. <laughs> Black pilled Dr. Phil. <laughs> Only perception. There's no good news or bad news. There's just news and then we decide whether it's good or bad. So your problem, in my opinion, is some and substance a function of your internal dialogue. 
you have just been telling yourself. I feel like he stole that. I don't know. Well, that's also just called anxiety. Yeah. True. Like anxiety is a fucked up internal dialogue. Yeah, yeah, true. A very catastrophic monologue that has you terribly upset. And when you change that, your whole experience of life will change. Yes. Now, there is a whole field of psychology that believes what I just said, and it's called cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need anything other than good, ongoing cognitive behavioral therapy to change the conversation that you're having with yourself. And I, I actually do believe the guy because, like, as Dr. Phil is saying this to him, his, like, eyes are welling up. And, like, I mean, you got to believe him because if he could cry on demand, he would not be a 30-year-old unknown model. You know yeah. what I mean? He'd be an actor. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, like, I actually do, like, kind of feel bad for the guy. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, he has severe Yeah. OCD. Let's see how he reacts to this. Yeah. I, and I think when thoughts. you do that, you will say, I'm in charge of me. I'm changing what I'm telling myself. And I'm not telling you to be a rah-rah cheerleader. I'm just saying test what you say against reality. And if it passes the reality test, embrace it. If it doesn't, hit the eject button. And you Hit the ejaculate button. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry I, I couldn't hear you. I was listening to Crazy Train <laughs> in my head. So, yeah, so, sorry about that. I had the new uh, Phoebe Bridges <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers album in my head. You have the power to change your experience of life. And I, I can help make that happen for you. Uh, and if you'll do it and really get good at it, you'll look back on this in a very short period of time and go, oh, my God, there's a few months I can't get back. And this will be over mm -hmm. with, not because somebody fixed it. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I'm saying, like, you're going to look back and be like, oh, my God, I wasted my life. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he no, just said a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Still I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I can but kind of. This I'm guy's super I'm, obsessive. I'm not a hypochondriac at all. I don't know what that's like. But I'm sure that once, if you really can get out of that thought, you would be like, I can't believe I thought I had schizophrenia. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? That, I, I think that that's fair, at yeah. least. I don't know it for you but because you exercise mastery over your own life the only person you control is you the only person you need to control is you dr sylvie what do you say we all have aches and pains and we don't all think we have cancer but you go right there for some reason some of it is you get attention and some of it is you're just fearful you live your life in fear and we talked about the instance when your dad died yeah. and that whole time that you just emotionally clung By the way, that's the first time they're bringing up his dad's yeah. death. On that <laughs> Do episode. we know what his I have no idea. That's from? the first time. Probably okay. schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I, I, keep, I keep hearing the song tequila in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should yeah. I go to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't get, uh, this is how we do it by Montel Jordan out of my head. <laughs> So I, I, he hung himself in the garage. I keep hearing hey, y'all, and, <laughs> and I have no t sense of taste or smell. Um, <laughs> but, dude, that, that is one of the, the biggest uh, Dr. Phil moments right there is that, like, right at the end, they'll announce some terrible trauma that someone has in their life that, like, really does, like, put a bow on everything, and they'll just, like, mention it in passing. It's yeah. really funny. <clears throat> Your mother, you've never let go out of fear. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she's your main reassurer. So work through some of these things with the great tools of CBD. You'll be wonderful. Okay. But self-soothe yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we, we learn about ourselves by watching what we do. When you watch yourself master this and tone Ooh, it. I thought when you said, <laughs> he said when you watch yourself master, I was like, oh, boy. We're we also going talking here? about CBT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Down 20%, 20%, 20%. You'll go, wow, 
I did that. I have the power to control this. Then you'll attribute to yourself the competency to control this. And this makes sense to you, I can tell. Because as I'm talking about this, your eyes are getting brighter and you're Mm -hmm. actually sitting up straighter. Mm -hmm. It's like, I like what I'm hearing here. This is something I can do. And you're a competent guy and you like hearing there's something you can do instead of depending on somebody else. Does this make sense to you? Yes, it does, 100%. Can you do this? I can do this. Will you do this? I will do this, yeah. That's how it ends, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually not the worst ending. No, it, it seemed there. it seemed like the gist of the advice they were giving him is like stop making a narrative for yourself. Yeah. Where 1, you are, where you are the one that is getting sick. You're the one that has to be the center of attention. Like it seems like they're trying to encourage him to have an identity outside of his perceived victimhood. Yeah. Victi- like yeah. Victimhood of you know whatever diseases he's worried about. And I think that, at least based on what they were saying, it seems like he doesn't want to have to face himself without that fear defining who he is, that fear of getting sick. Yeah, and yeah. I also think that he just feels like, oh, I'm so fucked up, there's no way that it's just OCD, you know? Yeah, yeah. right, but it very obviously is. Yeah, you know, I mean, him, him fucking crying to his mom in the kitchen in one of the earlier clips about freaking out that he had jaundice i think is like one, yeah, the most jaundice. telling thing about it all is like mom i'm afraid i have lupus you know it's like dude come on like you got to just be honest here and go like something is it's just my ocds running amok you know um dr phil actually handled that last bit pretty well yeah i thought i think that he kind of you know yeah Joe sophie's kind of boring but he doesn't well, I think say he's, anything he's just wrong. a like, when you break down his role on the show, it's a nothing character. Yeah, totally. It's like, ha, my name's Dr. Phil. I'm a psychiatrist. Joining me today is a psychiatrist. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is he doing here if you're a psychiatrist, you know? But yeah. that's just Dr. Phil's, uh, I think that's just his dumb fucking little shtick thing, dude. Is like, I, like, he loves telling people how many doctors he has that, like, double check his shit. Mm. And I think it's because he's very well aware that people call him out on bullshit. I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of papers and pop psych journals and yeah, shit. Yeah, none of my doctors have been like, also, by the way, the guy over in triage agrees with me. So, like, have you, you ever know? had a doctor call in another doctor during a doctor's appointment? Oh, no. That's Dude, it's the scariest thing. <laughs> for a while, I, don't, I think it still happens to me, but for some reason, they cannot get a blood pressure reading on me from the machine. <laughs> like, Dude, it, it was no terrifying. Blood in my body. No, so what happened... So, sorry, this is the bad, bad way evaporate? to wrap it up. But, dude, like, it happened to me... Tw- uh, it's happened to me, like, three or four times. But the first two times, dude, it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, the, you know, the nurse practitioner will, like, put me in the blood thing. And then she'll be like, oh, hmm, says your blood pressure really high. Let's try again. Then they do it again. And then they're like... Um, okay, hold on. Let me go grab a doctor. And then a doctor comes in. He's like, hey, how's it going, man? I'm like, good. He's like, um, let's just check your blood pressure real quick. And then puts me back in the machine. And it's really fucking high again. Yeah. Then he goes and grabs another doctor. And the other doctor's like, well, have you done like the manual one on him? And he's like, uh, no, let's try that. And then they do, and my blood pressure is totally fine. It just sounds like a British comedy sketch to where the whole town is yeah, checking your blood pressure. That's kind of what it felt like, dude. It's just a Swedish chef, like, yeah. okay, let's <laughs> yeah. check your blood pressure. Dude, that's exactly <laughs> what it felt like. Like, yeah, like some fu- like a librarian's going to come in next, you know? Um, yeah, anyway. But, yeah, my blood pressure's great. Thanks for the concern at home. I can already feel the emails pour- pouring in. Um, Court. 
You got yeah. anything to promote, dude? Um, well, in an hour or 48 minutes, Parker's going to be on my show on yes. the same uh, Twitch channel yeah. for, for the 6 o'clock Dad Rock Talk. Yeah, um, can't wait. Other than that, not too much else to promote. Uh, you can follow the Dad Rock, the Dad Rock Show at just at Dad Rock Show, or God damn it, <laughs> at Dad Rock Talk Dad on Rock on Instagram. Yeah, at Dad Rock Talk. Any um, uh, any Venmo or anything? Anything you want to plug for mm, the? Uh, no, not yet. Wet we're the beak a little bit. All right. Nah, we're still getting off the ground. Okay. Beak's right. got to stay dry for now. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Parker? Paul Banks. That's the singer of Interpol. Um, I, no. Did you have that bit lined up the entire <laughs> fucking time? For a second, yeah. That you were just going like, to get a bigger pop. You were just missing riffs because you in your head you're going, Paul Banks. Paul, <laughs> Paul Banks. Banks. No, I just remember. Um, <laughs> but no, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Parker the Newman. Friend me on Facebook. Uh, follow the uh, podcast at Fill My Heart Pod. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, write us, uh, email us at uh, fillmyheartpod at gmail.com. Yeah, do that. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, the Patreon is main show at this point, it feels like. I don't know. I, you keep saying that. I feel like it's undersell. I think we pump out good to, content on both. <laughs> no, I hear you, but I think that both are good and well worth your while. I feel like the Patreon's worth $5. Um, yeah. We gained two. This past week, lost oh, really? one, so RIP to that guy. Oh, yeah. He must have died. That's the only reason you would ever cancel your Patreon subscription. <laughs> um, well, at least you're dead to me. All right. Uh, <laughs> did you want to do – were you good on plugs? Yeah. Oh, also uh, Stab Comedy Theater. Yeah. Uh, make sure. Stab Comedy. Stab Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Fucking follow on Facebook because there's a lot of live shit going on right now, including – Starting Tuesday the 18th, so that's uh, not this next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, a new weekly show coming at you from the brain hive behind Fill My Heart. Um, it's Drew Absher's Sports Ball. It's a sports game show type thing. Uh, so check that out. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram for more updates on that at Drew Absher's Dumb. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Drew Absher. Don't add me on Facebook. I think I'm going to delete that fucking thing. Whoa. Um, Dude, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'll tell you off air, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good idea. Don't do um, that. And then uh, Patreon, like Parker said, patreon.com slash fillmyheart. Buy a motherfucking T-shirt, dude. I'm yep. putting in the order tomorrow. So if you're live streaming this right now, now is your last chance to pre-order for $20. Um, and then after that, it'll be up to 25 Anything else I wanted to plug? Nope, that's it. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. I think next week we're going to watch an episode about a, a, uh, a woman who thinks she's a prophet from God oh, who, yeah. who cured her husband's homosexuality. <laughs> so you'll want to tune in for that. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Oh, music shit. Here we go. <laughs> Goodbye. Ciao, Vela. Goodbye. Thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. It was fun.